Nice things. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice things. Oh, Mr. BBC. Oh, yeah. The home antidote. Service. Sorry? Home service, dear. That's where I am today, but do go on. You are home service. Uh, the antidote <laughs> to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week, we have... I am cosplaying as Valerie Singleton circa 1971, but my given name is Paul Carmichael. Good evening. Ah, Valerie. Valerie. Yes. Oh, yes, I watched yes. a clip of Val the other day. Oh. I'm glad you said In clip. The, yeah, there was definitely a clip. Although it was about the time that her and Peter Purvis were, you know, having fun, I believe. Oh, were they having to-dos? Oh, they had a to-do, yes, uh, which, oh. which Peter wrote about in his brilliantly titled Here's What I Made Earlier, uh, his autobiography. Right. So, Peter, really. Um, but yeah, he details it in there, I hope, with Valerie's permission. Um, but yeah, that was detailed. They had somewhat of a to-do. I think they went off to Tunisia or something for the summer, and things happened. See, that's what rather... rich people do, isn't it? What? Go they don't on go on Peter. Go the Holiday Inn or some sort oh, of no. motorway motel. It's like, oh no, we shall conduct our affair by flying off to Tunisia. That's exactly it. But of course, the other thing there is there's always been this urban myth, if it is an urban myth, about uh, Valerie and Joan Armatrade. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. Urban myth. Urban myth indeed. But yeah. is that, I wonder if that's actually true. Mm, um, the, per- the purvis possibly proves otherwise. I don't know. I. I... I'm sure there was a tweet by either Val or Joan about it. Well, Val must be in her 80s now. I don't see her as being a Twitter user, is she? No, there was someone on the internet about it. Believe it or not, it went that far that one of them issued a uh, rebuttal. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, excellent. That makes more sense of the Purvis story then. So it could be another man in the pub tale. It could well be. I just cricked my neck. You know when you turn your head and you think, oh, I've broken my neck? Yeah. Just for a moment. I just thought I'd broken my neck on camera then. I haven't. It's fine. I heard that this morning. How strange. Did you? I did. Is it the weather, do you think? It must be the weather. We're getting old. Must we're, oh, no. Oh, I'm dear, afraid like so. That. Better than the alternative, as Dave Allen always used to say. Yeah, that's very true, I suppose. Yes. yes. There is that. Yes. Anyway, there is yes. that. There yes. is that. Yes. The weather's been great this week. I've enjoyed the snow. Have you had any snow? We did actually have some hey. snow in the village, and we don't get snow that often, what with being in some sort of little bubble of time. Mm. Um, but th- but there was there was some snow. It's lovely. Mm. Oh, more please. And I'm looking yeah. outside. It looks wintry into the garden right now, you know. The olive tree is blowing. Uh, olive trees... Got an olive tree, yes. Of course you have, dear. Wasn't the stone planted by Ian Cuthbertson once? That's the sort of thing. Yeah, you got got that next to the little, you know, the little arbor that I've got there. (laughs) It's it's not a posh thing to have an olive tree, I don't believe, is it? Oh no, dear. We all have them. They're all over Richard Dawkins spat it out at one of your, um, what are they called now? Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Are they called candlelit suppers that um, Mrs. Bouquet has? Yes, she does, yes. I should invite her to one of my candlelit suppers or something like that. That's the sort of thing, yes. But the last thing, got a little microclimate here, so I can have an olive tree. So it's rather lovely. Very nice. I've got weed bins and a coal bunker. Oh dear. Yeah, they're my well, only trees, boy. No, I like the coal bunker bit, though. You know I'm envious of the coal bunker. I like it. Well, the coal bunker, like yes. Coal yes, the coal bunker is stocked. I'm delighted about that. 
because mm. I reckon it's still uh, I still think there's some cold to come. Oh, I think so. Mm. Absolutely, there's bound to be. We're not out of it yet. Well, it's only January. I think next month is going to be the one where it turns properly. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, that's what with the whole country on strike. Whole country on strike and everybody snowed in. Oh, I could do that. I, I know, but be you'd be so cold. Happy. I'll put the heating on. But what if they're on strike? The people who make the heating and the and the uh, the telly come on. Well, now this leads us to an interesting point that's been in the news, doesn't it? Actually, which is uh, to do with striking and whether we're yeah. allowed to or not. Um, my understanding is, and I do give the news a wide berth, as you, you well do. know. Yeah. Um, my understanding is, no, you can't. Isn't there a law now? Well, they're going that way, yeah, to stop. Uh, that says you've got to provide essential services. And we're being told it's the same in Italy, it's the same in France, the same in Germany. And it is indeed the case. All places it's, that have enjoyed fascist <laughs> This is the thing. <laughs> the key thing is, however, they don't sack the workers if they refuse. So there's a bit of oh, a Oh, is that what we there. do now? Oh, that's what we're going to be doing, apparently, yes. That's ah. what Rishi Sunak, who has broken the law again. Oh, What's he done yes, now? Well, oh God, well, obviously he got fined for having a good old party whilst we were all locked down. Yeah. Have you not, did you not see this? Have you not seen the video that was put out? No? All right, okay. L- allow me to explain. Okay. So um, he's been going around because <coughs> they're doing this, what's it called? This where they say we've got a pot of money and levelling up. And they're doing that, yeah? There's something to do with Sturgeon. I've seen pictures of him and Sturgeon. Is it not that? It's not that. No, they're doing a levelling up thing where they've basically taken uh, sort of like, I don't know, 90 billion or something. They're going to spread it about, but they are spreading it, it would seem, to mostly areas that are conservative ruled and uh, which are quite affluent already, the Prime Minister's own constituency being one. Anyway, so he was up north, as we say, um, and doing a video, smiling, gurning away like a prick, uh, while somebody filmed him for Instagram in the back of a car. All very well and good, Rishi. And then everyone went, shouldn't he have a seatbelt on? So the police have issued a fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you... it's a bit I just new, can't... isn't it? It might be, but milk I... toast. I don't care. I can't help thinking that if these buggers are going to say, oh, this is what you've got to do, will you do it too then? But, I mean, he'll get a 40 quid fine and we'll pay it. Oh, it'll be it'll go on expenses, obviously. Yeah, yes. immediately. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that all these people should be investigated for their real crimes. Mm. You know, isn't the loads of like, isn't he got money in offshore accounts and shit, and his wife has as well? But that's well, okay. I would imagine so. You've got there was that. something You've... there, wasn't there? That she'd bro- like properly, they properly broken the law. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it was then it was fine because they're rich. Exactly. Uh, that's what I mean. And then it was it uh, the chairman of the Conservative Party this week with his tax affairs. And I made a mistake. About a hundred million quids worth of mistakes, it would seem. I imagine that if you or I, you know, if we accidentally accidentally defrauded Her Majesty's revenue and customs, then it would be straight to to Australia for you. Justice Uh, would be swift and merciless. Absolutely. However, yeah. if you've got money, then it doesn't seem to be the case. Although, to be fair to Zahawi, he was probably just trying to work out how to heat his stables. Not that we're political, but I am jolly cross about this sort of thing at the moment. Well, I mean, um, it's sort of... I've made the point myself. Um, mm. It's... it's. Uh, I think I might have covered this last week, so I don't want to repeat myself. But, mm. you know, it, it's kind of like... Do you remember when Major's government went down in a... Uh, 
what was it? It was all Tory sleaze, wasn't it? This is oh yes, the wave which sort of you know washed Tony Blair to power. It was Tory mm. sleaze, and you know what's that compared to now? Oh. Nothing. I mean, what was it? John Major borrowed 50 quid off a bookie or something back then. That's your lot. Now, yeah. whole you scale. Just, you just, you dust. Hey, man. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> you just, you just, mate. You, you, it's the Tories, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but you just don't know where to start with it. There's that much, isn't there? There is. It's, too- <laughs> it's just, where do you start to unravel that shit? Oh, it's impossible. I have no idea. Anyway, fuck them. I hate oh, all politics. What have you got yeah. for us this week? What have I got in terms yes. of what? Oh, in terms of something special. Yes. In terms of something special. Last night I watched a film ah. all, the, all the way through. Ooh. And I only paused it once, twice, actually. I paused it twice to go for a wee. Um, but permissible. I watched a film. All the way through, because obviously last week we were discussing films to a certain extent, and you were mm. listing things that I should watch. Yes. So this week, um, I got myself... Here's my nice thing earlier than usual. Are we ready for this? Yeah. I got myself 20 quid, this was. This is the ah. S- Stanley Kubrick box set. Fantastic. Uh, featuring Lolita, 2001, Clockwork Orange, Barry Lyndon, The Good. Shining... Full Metal Jacket and Eyes Wide Shut. I'm less keen on Eyes Wide Shut, I would imagine, because it's Tom Cruise being a pervert. But um, It's pretty good, but apparently he had stuff edited after he died. But anyway. Cruise? Oh, no, he's not dead. No, no. Uh, Kubrick. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. So, um, so yes, I, I got this. 20 quid. And what it's, a uh, steal. Blu-ray it, as well. Blu-ray, uh, and it's all the special editions. So, like the, the uh, Clockwork Orange one, it's got loads of documentaries, and it's got uh, a commentary with Malcolm McDowell and oh, wow, all man. sorts. So there we go. I yeah, should have to avail the... myself of that. I, I think it's well worth it, dear. Mm. So there we go. It's uh, eight discs, Blu-ray, twenty quid. Um, so yes, yeah, so I watched a film. There you go. Okay, then what did you watch? Um, Jaws two. The new Downton Abbey film. Oh, oh no, no, absolutely not! No, 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 no! It was, it was very good. It was lovely. I, I just know it weren't. It was. It actually was. It was lovely. It's just upstairs, downstairs with shagging. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. But, but in this case, filmed partly on the French Riviera. Ah. This is just the Are You Being Served movie. It absolutely is not. No, it was lovely. I and mean, it's like, have you seen the first Downton Abbey movie? You probably haven't. Oh, no. Oh, right. Okay. Well, the first one, you get the feeling with the first one that Julian Fellows, um, he'd clearly got an idea for a full series of Downton Abbey and then went, ah, oh, make a film instead. So mm. what you've got is a series of just like 20 second scenes just jumping all over the place. However, in this one, there's a bit of that, but it allowed the script rather more time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, with the slight problem, one slight problem which I loved, and you would have thought they would have fixed this in post, which is they clearly filmed everything over on the French Riviera first, and then the stuff in Britain, which is <coughs> unfortunate because it starts in Britain, goes to France, comes back to Britain, but they had full tans throughout the whole film, uh, right. which is... A little bit unfortunate. So you've got Downton Abbey and it's all wintry at the beginning and and it, it's all overcast and Hugh Bonneville's bright orange. So you'd think mm. maybe a little bit of post-production there. Um, but yeah, I watched that and it was jolly nice because it's, you know, uh, as things should be, isn't it? 
which is a great big house with a rich family, people tugging their forelock. I like that. That's what we should have. I know you don't. I know, but I just think we should be back at that. If it hadn't been for World War II, we would still have that, and communists wouldn't have got the vote. Are you pointing That's, at me, though, with communists? Might have been, yeah. Um. Well, look. What? All right. Let's let's give you my actual, my my broader opinion on it. Hmm. Right. Firstly, yes. It's I shit. admire how oh, successful yeah. it is. Oh, I yeah. admire the fact that it's hugely successful in the US. I'm mm-hmm. all for that because oh, they yes. they have some appalling TV. Dreadful stuff. Julian Fellows is brilliant. Yes. Love Hugh Bonneville. Wonderful man. Uh, Diary of a Nobody, if you've never seen that. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Magnificent. Uh, Mr. Pooter. Um, yes. Okay, further pluses. Okay. Oh. I'll take those. I mean, yes, all of those are very good. And Put it this way, other... am I glad yeah. it exists? Yes. Okay, well, that's a, that's a bonus. That's more than I thought I would get. I'm all for it existing. Would I watch it? Probably not. Um, Maggie because... Smith. Oh, I like Maggie Smith. Ah, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith is the best thing in it. She's the reason that I watched the series. I wasn't going to, and then it was like, ooh, Maggie Smith's in it. Mm. And she's in it, playing Maggie Smith, but like proper Maggie Smith. So we're like, oh. And of course, now that we know, now that we know about Robert uh, being married. uh, Insanely good stories in that book. This is the thing. Have you ever seen, and I always thought it it was a sort of, it was begat by. Have you ever seen the film Gosford Park? No, but I'm aware of it. Right, so I believe it's very like that. But I've, I mean, I've never seen Downton, so I've no idea. But Alan yeah. Bates in that as mm. the sort of the footman, the butler, is astonishing. Mm. But Gosford Park is fantastic. And, right. and so I suppose what I object to with it, and the reason why I wouldn't want it, uh, watch mm. it, want to watch it, is because it's such an easy thing to do if you know what i mean you're not staking out new cultural ground are you you're treading well in the same way that um jk rowling uh harry potter it's like it's quite a safe bet isn't it you know what i mean it's all hobbits and all that shit gnomes yes gnomes and stuff so that's kind of you know that's safe um and this is very safe there you go i've got i've got to it i've got to why i object to it. it's very safe but it doesn't sometimes, isn't that nice to have something that's a bit safe? I mean, rather than people shouting and murdering each other, it's a, I, I was talking to some of the students this week that we have, and they were going on about wanting to do something about serial killers. I said, absolutely not. I don't want to see that. And they were, oh, no, but you, you can understand ah. them. And so I said, well, I don't think we should understand them. I think we should shoot them. And they looked quite shocked. I don't think that shooting serial killers is really sort of like... Is that a controversial opinion nowadays? Apparently, yes. I'm quite shocked. I think that's because they look through my student folder. Oh, that'll be it. It'll be that. When I wrote to Ian Brady. Yeah, but why would you want to go through... Why would you want to get in the mind of someone like that? I've no desire to do that. I'd like to get into the mind of Hugh Bonneville, or I'd like to get into the mind of Lord Kitchener. I wouldn't want to get into the mind of Ian Brady. Those programmes are insanely popular. I know, I don't get it. Amongst women, isn't it, mostly? Mm, strangely ladies enough. love it. I, don't, yeah, I know ladies yeah. love a bad boy, apparently, but no one mm. that's going to rip your thorax out, surely. I've no idea. Not, not mm. being a lady. Um, mm. But they're insanely popular. And if you go yeah. on Netflix, and I know you go on Netflix, so, you know, don't pretend you don't. 
Uh, no doubt you saw this Downton Abbey movie on Netflix or something. Sky Cinema. Sky Cinema, there you go. Which Same I got by mistake, socks. and now I'm not I'm not prepared to phone up and cancel it because it takes oh, too long. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's only £72 a month, who cares? I probably should cancel it because I don't watch films. No. And oh. you've got Netflix as well, haven't you? Yes. I don't... Yeah. What, like cancel that. that. Yeah. And what's the uh, other one? Um, don't cancel Amazon. Prime because you get your... Uh, Stuff delivered for free. Well, yeah, I've got to keep that. That's sort of mm. that's in the bag. Plus, you can watch Jeremy Clarkson shout at people. Ah, Jeremy Clarkson. Now he's been in the news this week. He has been Ooh. in the news. Yes. Come for on, then update me. What's happened? I know that he uh, got um, what is it called? Socially castrated, maybe ostracized, excommunicated <coughs> for his remarks that's... about Meghan Markle. That's the sort of thing. I mean, he yeah. wrote that thing where basically he he was alluding to a scene in Game of Thrones in which somebody does a walk of shame, um, where they walk through the streets naked um, with someone ringing a bell and shouting shame while people throw shit at them. I did the walk of shame in Dubrovnik. I, I didn't take all my clothes off. Um, no. But uh, there's a cat that lives on the stairs where that is who's called Johnny the Boss, and he's very famous. So fully dressed, you fully took dressed. part in something off the telly that was kind of a touristy thing. Admired the cat. It's not really a walk of shame, is it? It was it's a walk of, of... It's a nice walk. It was just a nice walk through it's Dubrovnik, just a nice actually. Walk. There was nobody else there, in fact, so it's not like I did the walk on a tourist thing. I just walked down some steps thinking about it. So anyway... You weren't but... pelted with turds. I wasn't pelted with turds. Now then, if, if Meghan Markle, if Clarkson had just said, oh, she should go for a nice walk in Dubrovnik, fair enough, but he didn't. He said she should have the whole bit be naked and have shit thrown at her. Um, and now he's said, and this is going to get, oh, right, so now he's basically said that, and then he said, oh, the problem is, normally I read things out to people in my house and nobody was in, so I just press send. Hmm, okay, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, um... Maybe if you're a 62 year old man and you need somebody f from your family to read everything, go now, Jeremy. Should you? That concerns me. But once again, <laughs> the thing that I find most annoying is the pile on on social media, mm. which has now become this bullshit thing of people saying Amazon have cancelled him. Well, they haven't. His contract runs out in 2024. They haven't sacked him. They've just yeah, said, but I mean, well, hasn't he got a new series about to begin on in... Amazon? Two weeks, yes, it's right. still on. You can't yeah. buy this publicity. Oh no, absolutely not. This is this is good stuff. This is good. Yeah, it's a, it's a broader strategy, because I mean, isn't Clarkson part of the? Is it Chipping Norton set? Oh, is, is he? Is that right, Chipping Norton? Is that where David Cameron and Rebe Rebecca Brooks and all them? Live? I think so. Yeah, right. Chipping yeah. Norton set. So he's part of that. So he's yes. He's like they're the circles he moves in. You know, yes. Harry's got a book to sell. He's got a new series to launch. Why don't we get the public talking about us, Harry? You get what I mean? And and all the little people, God bless them, right? God love them, sir, right? Yeah. Yeah. They get preoccupied with this shit. They get so angry about it. And then they argue about it. I mean, could you imagine being asked enough about Clarkson or the royal family to spend your days <clears throat> and, and having massive feuds with people you'll never meet? About well, stuff that doesn't matter? Well, no, I've had a, a strange one this week. Um, oh, yes. You do know what this is like, don't you? <laughs> I do know what this is like. Well, Strong Arm stepped in this week um, on oh. ooh, on the tricky issue of the trans thing. Oh, oh. the third rail. Now then. It. Uh, now, I was very careful here. There was a thing. Okay. And, and this is on a Facebook group uh, about Radio 4. Right? Nice. So, 
Nice, nice. Archers. Just a minute. Lovely. Mm. But... Somebody had written a thing because uh, discussing a news story and straight away I'm like, well, what? So you're just discussing what's on the news because that's on Radio 4. That does not constitute Radio 4. That annoyed me. But what they'd written was so mocking in tone and so unpleasant and so cruel in tone that Hmm. I thought that's absolutely not not on. So I just stepped in and said, look, I think the tone of this is a little unpleasant, and maybe because it's such a difficult subject with so many divisive views, maybe it could be discussed in a way that wasn't designed to humiliate or denigrate a a very small amount of people in the community. Right, first of all, before you go any further, too many big words. Yes. Too many big words. That immediately annoys people. Yes. The word denigrate, for example, they, they think you're calling them a pomegranate. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. Foolish. Foolish. However, you thought you were swimming in in your sort of your own lake with your with the your own people, didn't you? Radio Four Forum. Yes. Big I thought I was This is the thing. I thought Radio Four, but apparently not. So Anyway, so I took about uh, a day of uh, people of my phone pinging whilst people told me that I was enabling rapists. Uh, they go, well, no, I'm just saying that the lady who wrote this, maybe she should have phrased it in a nice way. That's all I'm saying here. I've been a little bit passive aggressive, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And then the lady who'd written the thing saw what I'd written and suddenly left this spiel um, saying, well, it's not my problem if your children are mentally ill crossed a line i felt (laughs) i felt that crossed somewhat of a line so well hang on a minute what yes yes that can't have come straight out of left field it did it absolutely why are your children mentally ill then what what did you say that made her think that you'd have mentally ill children i said something about you know there's an awful lot of young people who are affected by the trans issue which there are yes so that became my children and therefore, they are mentally ill. And I said, no, I'm not talking about my children. We're able to... I, I see the leap. All right, go on. You see, a massive leap. So anyway, so since then, and if I was to check the phone, literally, I, there will be about 50 <coughs> notifications on it right now. Because all I'm getting is people sending me screenshots of things. Like, yeah, read that. Hey, read that. And I'm and I'm just replying with, oh, could you send a link so that you can cite your sources, which they seem to get Why quite cross about. Why do you bother? Because I don't bother. All I did was I said one thing. I said, maybe you could have phrased this in a way that wasn't designed to Just big word to and it. big word. <clears throat> oh, not on a Radio 4 group. I can't do that. That's for the archers. I want to discuss Helen and how she's making cheese. I don't want to be discussing <clears throat> this sort of thing with some lunatic woman who's got a picture of her cat as her profile picture. I did say at one point, I said, that's very forward thinking that you identify as a cat. Are you one of those furry people? Oh, dear, that went wrong. I, I just yes. No. Do you know what? What? I don't have the energy for this kind of stuff. I just don't. That energy of yours, you could be directing into just you know writing beautiful things but, and doing nice stuff. But this wasn't a choice I made. Literally, all I said, or it was a choice, simply to say maybe the opening post could have been phrased in a way that wasn't cruel. I don't see anything wrong with that on a Radio 4 page. They're meant to be my people. They should be listening to Desert Island Disc tomorrow morning. Instead, they're going to be making some giant effigy of me. Oh, no, they won't be. They clearly won't be. And if they are, it'll be to complain. It's all they do on that group is complain about Radio 4. Right, then leave. 
You don't need anyone else to validate your opinion. No, that's you do very know true, that. You yes, I do. You know this. Mm. We all know this. But mm. instead, we love to go online and like convert people to our mode of thinking. Who cares? But they won't. That's the trouble. These people are too stupid. Well, exactly. I told you about stupid people last week. There are more of them than oh, yeah. than uh, intelligent people. You do and, know this. Right, and this is why I enjoy something like Downton Abbey, because back then there weren't so many stupid people because they all got shot in World War One. So what you end up with is Hugh Bonneville and his and his comely daughters sitting mm. around with Maggie Smith discussing the problem with the hole in the roof in a feature film, which is the sort of film I like. There's a hole in the roof, Father. Lovely. But a lot of stupid people will enjoy Downton Abbey. Not for the right reasons. They won't it doesn't understand matter. it. It, does it doesn't matter. matter. No, no, it no. It does matter. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't matter. What does matter is you could be on a Downton Abbey page or fucking tweet or something like that and counter one of these people who like it for all the wrong reasons, you know. Uh, and then, and then you feel the need to perform some form of Damascene conversion on these people. Too- Don't. <sighs> Resist it. I understand. Why do, people, why do people have to be shit? Why can't people be less shit? Well, they're just different to you. They're not different. They're different, but different in a certain... Uh, careful now. Kind of, no. <sighs> I don't... I don't understand. Look, I do not... No. Listen. All right? You're not Malcolm Muggeridge. No. So, yeah, leave it alone. No. Leave it alone. Otherwise, the next thing you know, you'll be arguing about bloody Jeremy Clarkson and um, Meghan Markle. And now you know why I avoid the news. I know, I know. It's not the news, is it? The news, at least you go, okay, I'm informed. It's just news. No, the news isn't like it used to be. The news is now very much editorial, isn't it? And, I know. And, and I tribal. Know. If you watch Channel 4 News, you've got to hold a certain set of opinions. If you listen to I Radio know. 4 News, and it's just like, oh, no, man. I mean, in America, it's nuts, isn't it? I mean, it's totally oh, it's binary. CNN or Fox. And yes. if you watch one of them, you've got to have a sort of checklist of opinions in order to... Uh, uh, no. Yes. No. I'm conservative on some issues. I'm liberal on others. I, but you know you're not, what I mean? You're not allowed to be anymore. Oh, because well, yeah. You, you're not at all because you're not I've, on the internet. Even Theresa May, not the shampoo, the woman who was prime minister, even she said Twitter is not Great Britain. Well, no, absolutely, but there's a problem there because the other day I tried that because somebody because I just posted a little news story thing <laughs> that I found interesting, and suddenly someone's like, "Oh yeah, you would think," and I said, "You know," I said something back, and suddenly I got fucking centrist. Is that well, uh, yes? Right. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Traditionally, as far as I'm concerned, um, the mentality of us lot has always been sort of like not extreme. And that yes. can be right, left, whatever you want to call it. We're not extreme people. We're sort of we people who like to sit around hmm. swigging ale and thinking, yes. oh, well, it should all be all right. Exactly. That is the British character. And it was the British character until about 15 years ago. But Social now- media. Social media. Evil. You are participating in it. I'm correcting it. There's a difference. (laughs) You can't. Bringing some much-needed sanity. You have to. Do you know how many, uh, what the percentage of population of Great Britain are actually on uh, social media? 
Well, if you take away all the bots and everything, it's probably just me and that woman who's shouting at me today. Yeah, twenty percent. Yeah. Right. So that means eighty percent of people. They're just like, nah, because they know they're going to end up... What was the news story you posted that uh, made you a centrist? It was something to do with... They found uh, a medieval boat in the Bristol Channel, I think, and they're going to raise it, like the Murray Rose. That's and nice. I said... Yeah, and I, I can't even remember what it, what I said that annoyed this person. I took the story down in the end. I thought, I, I did. Ah, there you go. Wow. I actually took it down so that I can't be doing with this. It's a nice thing because it's... Uh, it's a ship that predates the Murray Rose by like a hundred years. And of course, so the Murray Rose is like Tudor. And it's like this, you know, off we go into the Tudor mm. age. This is basically the end of the medieval age. And they're like, we think we've got the whole boat. That's wow. amazing. That's just mm. stunning. Fucking centrist. So, what? What, that was it? Basically, yeah. And how did you frame this story? I think I put something in there because they were talking about... They were talking in the story about how yeah, the, the way that the ship was set apart um, in terms of class, basically, so that it was divided, so that you actually had a first class and a second class area, mm. which I had no idea about. I thought that was fascinating. I said that was fascinating. Mm. But then I was a classist and then it became I was a centrist and it went... And I'm like... Was no, this just... a longer conversation that went on then? Not it much longer. Not much longer. From, hmm. No. I think I just encountered a lunatic. I mean, that's the problem. Ooh, what? Was this Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. You encountered a lunatic on Twitter. Wow. Shouldn't be shocked, should I, really? No, not at all. No. Not at all. I mean, I'm sure that you could, yeah. you know, get, like, arguments about all sorts. One thing I don't think you could argue about mm. is the sadness that is David Crosby dying this week. I don't think anyone could could get on anyone's case about that. David Crosby is just fucking giant. An mm. absolute giant. A crazy man mm. who had a crazy life. Oh, yes. But made some amazing music. Did Wasn't it? And didn't he discover Joni Mitchell? She was um, singing in a club in Florida. And I'm not entirely sure of that. I think, I think it was Joni Mitchell. Sure yeah, I think it was. And, and he produced her first album. Uh, yeah, it was. Um right. Remarkable. So when when you think of him, what's yeah. the song? What's the song that immediately springs to mind? Well, it's an album, really. Um, so there's the 1970 album with Joni Mitchell on it and Neil Young and Graham Nash and Jerry Garcia of The Grateful oh. Dead and everyone on it um, is, um, I, if I could only remember my name, and it is a fantastic album. And if you open it out, the gatefold, it's got everyone that was performed on it in it. And it's like a, a sort of who's who of that entire Aww. scene. <clears throat> and then he never made another album until 1989. And that was called Yes, I Can. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and in 1994, mm. um, he had a liver transplant. I remember that because I kind of got into that sort of music, you know, like in my teens. So, yeah. so obviously, I was reading the enemy as a, oh, yeah. a, a staunch indie kid. Uh, it's weird being an indie kid who loved prog rock and all that stuff because it was like again very tribal. Anyway, um, not that this was prog rock, and I remember the story in the enemy, and he had a liver transplant, and Phil Collins paid for it. Wow, I remember that. Yeah, good I remember God, that. that's brilliant. Um, no. But Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I mean, have you seen that BBC in concert? That's yes, David I have. Crosby and Graham Nash. Oh. Yes. Oh, it's Man. beautiful. I always love it in that. He's like, oh. uh, I wanted to call this song 
uh, a song with no words. And then he mm. points at Nash and he says, you know, uh, and he wanted to call it a tree without leaves. That's where oh. he's at. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so stoned on it, Crosby. He's oh. so stoned. He's giggling away. And, and then that version of Guinevere that's on it. On it. Oh, oh, it's beautiful. The stuff, whole right? thing is stunning. But that mm. Guinevere. Oh, mm. mate. No, I, I, I became aware of them. Um, in, not until I was about 18. Uh, yeah, 19, about me. Yeah, 1993. Because Bravo, the TV channel that used to be jolly good, um, showed the film Melody, directed by Waris Hussein, which yep. is um, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark Lester and Jack Wilde. Yep. It's basically Romeo and Juliet in 1970 in, in the East End of London. Um, and it concludes. It's beautiful. It concludes, and they play the whole of Teach Your Children with this crane shot that's mm. lifting up from these two kids on one of those railroad trucks that, you know, you pump and uh, you're either side at one of them. The as they things. go. That's it. Uh, as they go into the distance and the sun's setting and you've got the Thames and it's just this eternal what crane shot, shot with shot. Teach, your, teach Your Children. That yeah. song, oh, I adore that song. It's just beautiful. <sighs> and when it goes into the chorus, every single time it goes to the chorus, it gives me this little moment of, Oh, it's just as it tumbles mm. in, it's just mm. perfect. I adore that. I adore lovely, it. lovely stuff. What a, mm. what a legacy to oh. leave behind all that work. Wonderful. You know, that Absolutely whole scene. Wonderful. That whole mm. scene. Yeah. You know, um, but that album is fantastic. If you've not got it, <clears throat> get I it. I don't. I should get that. Yeah, yeah, get it. It's just brilliant. Just get onto Discogs and have a look at it. So that album and Guinevere, but that version on in concert because it's just soaring. Mm. It's it's astonishing. Yeah, uh, the Cross. He had his own strain of weed as well. Really? Yeah. In the last five or ten years, he got into the weed um, business, as it is yeah, in the he, US. He was a lifelong smoker, wasn't? He? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said that all those songs I wrote were all done on cannabis, all yeah. of them. Yeah. And I couldn't have done it without them. Yeah. Um, and the strain was called something, something the cross. Oh. <laughs> geezer, proper geezer. But then Wonderful. they all, I mean, you know, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, Neil Young, Johnny Mitchell, that whole crew are mm. just like, aren't they? You know, yes. what they created is just wonderful. Wonderful. And I've listened to a lot of it the last couple of days. Mm. So you can't well, argue, you couldn't fall out about him on Well, no. Well, no. One assumes that the people who know the work, people who know the person, are thoroughly decent people. Yes. But there will be stupid hope. people who like him. No, 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 no. They'll be listening to Scooch or S Club 7 or something like have that. They can listen to that. Have you not seen that Neil Young documentary? I think it's called Don't Be Denied. It's about 10, 15 no, I've years not seen old. That. Uh, yeah. It's when Bush Jr. was in the White House. <coughs> and he does this song, you know, if you know the album, you'll know the song Let's Impeach the President of the United States. And as I he's doing it, yeah, then he's doing it in some bloody Texas or somewhere like that. And then mm. they interview the people in the audience, this guy with a baseball cap on, he's just like, I know I'd like to punch him upside the fucking head. <laughs> And in the audience, they pan out to the audience. He's doing the let's impeach the president, and it's just a sea of this. Oh, 
people giving the finger. It's like, oh, fuck you! Fuck you! And then he'll play after the goal rush, and they're like, yeah! That's what you're <laughs> dealing with! Oh, That's what you're dealing with! So stay off the fucking thing! Yeah, but you're dealing also then. You're dealing with people who who have an appreciation and a love of something. No, they're there. nice people. But I mean, when you yes. go on the Twitters and and choose hot button topics to discuss, <sighs> then you're gonna, you know, what's that? What's the saying? Isn't it? Never argue with stupid people because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. <sighs> I know. I know they will. Just yes, uh, uh... and they'll never change the mind. So it doesn't matter. None of it matters. No, I know. Do you think Robert I Stevens know. would spend his time doing that? No, absolutely not. No. 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 He'd be wondering what he was going to have for dinner that evening. Yes. And what the most expensive bottle of wine he could have after his performance was. I actually, you know what, I am trying to step away from all that. I am trying to. But if yeah. you're in a situation where you can, on a Radio 4 group, say, oh, maybe phrase that differently, or you're on Twitter saying, oh, look at this, it predates the Mary Rose, and suddenly you are scum. It's like, I don't understand. I don't understand, but people are mad. They're people are mad, mad, aren't they? Oh, proper why? mad. Oh, hi. That's why I don't interact. No, it's probably I'll best, put the actually. odd thing on there, and that's it. Yeah. No, I suppose you're right, maybe. Well, the other night when David Crosby died, it was like, I can't think of anything to say. Do you know Mm. what I mean? And so there's no way I'm going to go on there and go, oh, my heart is broke. I never met the man. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Sad news, um, but I can't stand all that stuff when people say stuff like that. So I just put a picture of him on looking super cool with a big porno tash. Uh, You look brilliant in that picture you put up. Oh, he's brilliant. What's it called of... Spinozas, oh, yeah. Right. There's a Mexican revolutionary that it's named after that mustache. Zapata, Zapata, Zapata. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah, a big one of them, and he's stoned out of his fucking mind, just smiling. It's like if anyone could object with that, go for it. Mm. And if they did, I yes. wouldn't engage. I don't care. No, I really enough. don't care. Yeah. Mm. Do you know why? I know why. Because I need no validation for my opinion. Fuck them. No, absolutely. I don't, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not feeling challenged and as though maybe I need to change my mind. I'm quite the reverse. No, you're wanting to change people's minds. Only to enhance their life. For the good like, of society. This is the sort of thing. So they could appreciate Downton Abbey 2 or they could appreciate Ronnie Allen looking at camera 3. That sort of thing. It's so quite it's niche, good. the Ronnie Allen one. It's not niche at all. He's magnificent. He is magnificent, but it's very niche. Uh, yeah, maybe a bit. Well, we'll see. Next week, I shall be sat here with a with a very big box of Crossroads. So, uh, I'm trying to think of the film. There's a film, and we'll return to Crossroads in a second. Oh, okay. <coughs> right, it's Groundhog Day, and there's a bit where he gets into Claire de Lune. You know, the Debussy oh, track. Or what, yes. or whatever it is, I think he's listening to Claire de Lune. And he looks mm. around in this cafe. He's, Bill Murray's great in it. And he looks mm. around in this cafe to, to sort of, wow, you know, to, to try and, look, this is, listen to this. It's absolutely, oh, this is so beautiful and lovely and enriches you. And he looks around and no one's asked. And he's like, but it's only because he's been through that day 25 times that mm. he's gained an appreciation of this, the beautiful music, you know, because he was just like them. Mm, yes, I suppose. And you can't get people to get on your trip about what's wonderful or not. Not even Ronnie Allen, dear. You no, can't. Oh, but people would be so much better if they watched I know, it but they Ronnie. tarnish it. If you share it with them and they're like, meh. Well, I'm not having that. 
exactly. So it's yours. Keep right, it to okay. yourself. Don't involve have... these awful people. No, they can't have Ronnie then. The only, I mean, the only way that this could work is obviously a return to the Downton Abbey days, which I would not mind. Yeah, but we'd be the ones scrubbing out the bogs. I bloody wouldn't be. I we would, would not be. No, absolutely not. I'd be up there. I'd be like Hugh Bonneville. I'd be wandering around. How would you manage around. that then? Well, I'd somehow I would well, because I'm, you know, the the family. If I hadn't been born the wrong side of the bedsheets, hmm. I would be exactly that. I was thinking this week actually. The old family home is only about twelve miles in that direction. I was hmm. thinking I should ask for it back from the Liverpool University, who seem to think it's halls of residence. No. Should be mine, that one. Yeah, that's a tricky one, though, isn't it? No, not at all. It should be mine. That's it. There's no no argument. Well, there would be, because you'd well, they... need some paperwork and stuff. Oh, bollocks. That's you can't just because... waltz into a mansion and say, this is mine, and they give it you, sadly. No. <sighs> and the, the problem there is that most of the family records were held uh, in a church, which then got bombed by the Luftwaffe. Yeah. So there you go. Tough shit. You see, everything went wrong at World War II. We lost the whole system that would have allowed Downton Abbey to be a reality again because suddenly people decided they didn't want to be servants. And my family <laughs> records got blown up. I don't think it's that. I don't think they decided they didn't want to be servants. I think that they didn't have the money to pay them. I mean, a lot of it is, uh, didn't they sort of lose their uh, sons and heirs in the battles? Uh, and that's of kind that. of... That seems to be the, well, it's certainly what the films say. I know what you'd have had to do. And I know what I'd have done as well. Mm. I'd have just been a sort of clever um, working class chap who'd mm. save the mill owner money. And then he'd be oh. like, oh, now then, you're handy chap to have a round, have a cottage. And I'd start there. But would you eventually work your way up to the Oh, Abbey? yeah. Yeah, I'd be like James oh, okay. Bolham in When the Boat Comes In, you know. Yes. No, no, I'd sort it out. I'm sorry, yeah. that's what I like to think. Yeah, I like to think that. I think so that that's how been... you do it. Yeah, no, I, just, I yeah, I reckon I would have been all right at those times. I've got, I've got a nice voice that belies my upbringing. I, I think that, yeah, I would have. Voice coped. like that would have got you thumped in many pubs, though, wouldn't it? You know, I wouldn't what these have gone into like. those pubs. I wouldn't have gone to those pubs. I'd have just. You know at what home. you could have done? Go I on. know how you could have done it. Go on, Labour MP. That's how you'd have done it. You'd have, and you'd have been sort of like uh, doing deals. Well, Sir Charles, I think you can rely on me for the votes of Kirby. Yes. Oh, jolly good. I want to place my new factory, though. Oh, very well, Carmichael. You know what I mean? Kirby. You may oh, marry my daughter. Yes, this and is then, all sounding absolutely so as be it you. Should. Ah, uh, yes, yes, and then, please. And then as the series goes on, your Labour MP and my sort of capitalist working class chap who's yeah. risen his way up the ranks would be sort of philosophically and, uh, what's the word, mm, ideologically opposed. And oh. you'd try to shut me down and I'd do all kinds of shit. I'd watch oh. that. 13 episodes, Yorkshire 1920s. Absolutely. This is yeah. what we need. Oh, I'd watch this. 13 yeah. eps, please. I'd <clears> Climbers. This. So they That's... went to school together. Yes. And they both had note. Right. Your your character sort of sees politics as the way out, whereas mine is a bit of a sort of uh, scambag who who yeah. sees a way of sort of doing it via the sort of capital. Both the same kind of person, really. They're both climbing yeah. the social ladder. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like this series. It's bit... And then the resolution would be something to do with the Spanish Civil War, wouldn't it? 
or Spanish where my character flu. would be selling arms to one side and shit like Ooh, that. Oh, okay, I like that. On both would, sides. Or both sides. Yeah, it yeah. would be both sides, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, you get into a fix, I'd have to step in and help. Ah. And then as I go. lay dying on a Spanish battlefield. Yes. You'd be there. I, I would be there, and I'd say, don't worry, <coughs> I won't throw your wife and children out of the cottage. And then someone would hit you around the back Yet. of the head with an hammer. <laughs> and that'll be it 13 that would be it. episodes done there we go that's all you need just the 13 we wouldn't do any more it would be like uh, the persuaders we'd be oh no you can have the 13 salu and that's your lot there might be a 14th one that was never shown because of the poor makeup oh probably <laughs> something like that yeah you'd yeah. have someone like uh, uh, Alec Brigonzi coming in but we'd have put far too much on him to make him look a bit foreign and yeah, uh, yeah. not allowed yes and you'd have actually survived the hammer attack and have had very bad old makeup on yes oh i like that idea with yeah. with actual tv cameras being brought into the house this so they it. could make you reminisce 1976 yeah. perfect I'd perfect watch that. television i'd watch that mm. oh i'd love that so i think that's a perfect thing isn't it so yeah, well, there we go. I'd, I would like to just live. I think that would be my ideal time. I would just like to live then, but also be an actor in 1976 in Climbers. Yes. I don't I don't know how that works, but I'd like Nor to do Nor do I. Work. No, but it should. It actually should. Yes. That would do. There's a time in history to be alive. That little period between World War One and World War Two. that's on the top three, I think, for me. I don't know, you know, because there's that time that they refer to as the Belle Epoque, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm. Isn't that before World War One? I? I think so, yes, it is. Yeah, that sounds good to me, where you'd be in the sort of uh, café refugié, mm. um, discussing, you know, sublimating your pain through poetry and art, we, with all the yeah. impressionists. Yeah, but what about you get dysentery and things? I wouldn't. Why not? Because I'd... I'd eat, I'd drink paint thinners. That would be my thing, and it'd kill all the parasites. Yeah, that'll do it. That would do it. So, yeah. so is that is that your ideal time in history? I thought? don't know. It does sound very attractive, doesn't it? Paris it during the Belly Park. It does sound lovely. Mm. I can never work out because I was thinking. Yeah, you know, I was reading this week. Um, I was I was reading about the Colosseum for hmm. some reason because um, I was thinking recently, where do I want to go next? Where's Strong Arm going to go and correct yeah. next? And I suddenly thought the Colosseum would be lovely. And I think the Colosseum has always fascinated me. I was reading about it, right? Um, do you know about the sausage dogs at the Colosseum? Don't think so. Okay. So you've got the Colosseum and you've got people, you know, being killed all over the place and all that sort of thing. You know, one thing that I loved is that they, if you heckled, they'd just go, right, come here, and they'd put you in. So there was no heckling, which I, I thoroughly approve of. <laughs> um, but one of the part time, uh, one of the half time shows was they would have little chariots with midgets being towed by sausage dogs oh, in races. Brill. Isn't that brilliant? That's brill. I love that. That was one of them. And then there was a sort of a game show element during the half time. I loved finding all this out where they had a massive seesaw, huge seesaw, and you'd go on one end and someone else would go on the other. And then they'd let the lions out. And it's like, Christ, try and keep yourself up in the air. Fucking hell. Whoever's down here, the lion gets. Ultimately, you're both going to get eaten. But he's going first on a giant <laughs> seesaw. So there was that. And the other thing, right, because you know that you know there were all the inner workings underneath the Colosseum. Mm. Uh, that um, Hypogeum, it was yeah. called. And it was a series of trap doors. 
So you could be stood there looking over there thinking, where's the bloody lion? Where's the lion? And suddenly, poof, the lion would be behind yeah. you. But, again, I had no idea. The comedy value of this is superb. These are spring-operated. So it wasn't just that a lion would appear. The lion would go, poof, into the Fly air. Fly in the air. Fly in the air. Sometimes they would shoot a lion 30 foot in the air. And it would... <laughs> My God. Suddenly I want to go to those times. Suddenly I want to be at the Coliseum watching lions 30 foot in the air landing on people and giant sea That's entertainment. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? No doubt somebody on Twitter would slag, on, would slag it off and say it was wrong in some way. But I think that's wonderful. Um, but be, the whole thing about the hecklers, I thought that was fascinating. That You know, if you heckle, that's it, you're in. But it wasn't just this that. It wasn't just that. It was also, because um, it wasn't Caligula, because you'd think this would be Caligula. It's not. <coughs> this is uh, old Derek Jacobi time. This is Claudius had a bit of a thing where he really, really wanted the Colosseum to be run beautifully and run well. And so, so if he got there and the catering wasn't up to it, he's like, right, you're in. And they'd just get the catering staff and they'd shove them in the Colosseum if they, if they didn't like the food. Hell. So, oh, okay. So... Yeah, imagine that. Incredible I days, but again, that. you know, you've got to be in the right social strata to enjoy them, haven't you? Uh, obviously, yes. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm assuming automatically. That there was no. I suppose you could have risen to the Senate, mm-hmm. or you could have been like, um, who was it? Because there was Aurelius, who was the Roman philosopher, but he was an emperor, wasn't there? Yeah. And then there's the other chap who was um, a slave who rose. Mm. Which one's he? I don't know, dear. Yeah, there's one who was a slave as well. Lions going 30 foot. Yes, yes. yes. So there obviously was opportunities for upward mobility in ancient Rome. Mm. You'd have to be a philosopher. Oh, I could do that. Mm. Sitting my arse talking about things, I'm quite good at that. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, that do. Yeah. That would absolutely do. I wouldn't want to go back to the Elizabethan times because I reckon I'd get executed. Why? Any number of things. I mean, they executed you for all sorts back then. There were so many things people were executed mm. for. Going out on a Sunday with soot on your face. Whoa, gone. Ooh, so they oh, were yeah. woke back then, then? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't think it was that. No, I think because oh. it would because it was demonstrative of the fact that you were, you'd worked on the Sabbath. And you ah. absolutely couldn't do that. <clears throat> yeah. You approve so. of that, though? Of a Sunday? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Some, no, that's Nail it. Nail up. Nail him up. Nail some sense into him. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sundays is Archer's Omnibus, just a minute, roast dinner. There you go. That do me, apart from the Archer's bit. Oh, no, no, no. The Archer's whilst you're cleaning the kitchen or something like that. Or you could be stoking the fire whilst Walter Gabriel... Yeah, Walter Gabriel, if it was 1984, he'd be talking away in the background. Oh, that is... Been a lot of Gentle Giant in my house this week. Listen to a lot of Gentle Giant. Is that like Gentle Ben? Have you never heard Gentle Giant? No. Fantastic. Oh. Fantastic band. No, I've never heard never oh, heard of them. Oh my god. Yeah, first album nineteen seventy, Giant. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh nineteen seventy one, Octopus, nineteen seventy three, acquiring the taste. <laughs> Thought of something else. I'll save that. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Brill. Yes. Just brill. Brill stuff. There's a gig on uh, YouTube from like I think it's German TV from 1974. Mm. I'll send it you. Oh, oh mate, it's amazing. Really? 
Yeah, oh, these three brothers called the Shulman brothers from, uh-huh. I think, down Portsmouth or somewhere like that, or London or something. And so as children, they obviously sort of all played music together, and this survived intact into mm. the adult working life. And they shared the gift with the world. It's brilliant stuff. It's brilliant yeah, stuff. I've never heard Gentle Giant. Yeah. Never, ever heard of them. Oh, get on it, man. Oh, I'll have a listen. <laughs> we'll have a listen. Um, what... What do you call a burr with a penis on its head? Don't know. Genital Ben. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. that's what I thought of. All of a sudden, that came back to me. Right, for about is night. that where, what the hilarious 1989 joke came back as a little, oh, yeah, yeah. Pathetic, well, there you I go. There you I, go. Think, I think we're yeah. on the field again in the Spanish Civil War here. We're the right honourable member for Kirby North. Yes, is, on the happy uh, field. Absolutely. Yes, on the happy field is yes. is is cradling his boyhood friend in his arms, mm. who took the wrong turn in life. Absolutely, that could be the series instead of climbers. The wrong turn. The wrong turn. Yeah. Oh, that does sound good. You but turned you could, left. He turned right. You could see that in the TV times, yeah. couldn't you? Bloody centrists. Cool. Yes. Oh, I like that. What about that Tuesday night, nine o'clock. Mm. I reckon it would suit that slot. Or maybe after the news. After the news at ten? No, the news was at nine. On ITV? <coughs> this ain't an ITV. Oh, I was thinking this is 13 episodes of Yorkshire Television, produced by David Lidderman. No? no, no, no. Oh, BBC production. Yes. Oh. Written by James Mitchell. Oh. Mm. Oh, okay. I was yeah. very much I was very much in ITV land with this one. Oh, right. No, it wouldn't work. Why not? There's something about the pacing, isn't there, of ITV shows? Well, there's the natural pacing that you get because of the commercial breaks. So you get these cliffhanger moments, Mm. don't you? You get lovely... You get two cliffhangers an episode before the end. I love that structure, which obviously is quite... It's relatively new to me, all of this ITV malarkey. But that that cliffhanger structure, I love that. It does work. I mean, they did it very well with Sam, and they did it very well with A Family at War. Um, mm. Callan, I think Callan does that perfectly. Oh, Callan's st- astonishing, though. Stunning yeah. stuff. Yeah. But well, maybe no, okay. it could be, yeah, I suppose, highest bidder. Highest bidder, absolutely. Yeah. I think, absolutely. I tell you what I think it is, the difference. BBC, when you look at their casts, they mm. always had, across the board, better actors. Whereas yeah. ITV would get some kind of really good flagship performers on a on a big sort of cast drama, mm. and then the lower one downs were like, mm, you know what I mean? That's true. Actually, this morning I watched <clears throat> um, uh, an episode of How Green Was My Valley. Yeah. Or Sean Lloyd, Stanley Baker, Gareth Thomas. Uh, no, that's cast. fantastic. Oh, beautiful stuff. BBC, nineteen seventy six. There you think. go. There you go. Oh, it's lovely. It's all been dreadful, see? That's what it was. Uh, terrible yeah. night. Yes, uh, yes, yes. It was dreadful. I, I didn't have a wink of sleep. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> this week, though, you yes. were introduced to the majesty of Dennis Waterman in Man About the House doing his best Freddy Yeager, weren't you? Good God above. I was. Now, I was introduced to this because I've discovered uh, a very odd sitcom called... Um, oh, I've forgotten what it's called now. Out Something. I'll come back to it. Uh, yeah. R- Richard Bryer. One-upmanship. One-upmanship, yeah. Uh, Richard Bryer's, <clears throat> Freddie Yeager, just a Peter Jones, just a cast to die for. Uh, and I think it's based on a stage play. 
Um, and it's got the Fred Tomlinson singers who sing the opening credits, which is lovely, uh, including um, Adapted by Barry, Talk, all this sort of thing. Wow. Um, and then it's Briars straight to camera doing little 30-second mini-lectures introducing these various scenes going on. And all I could think is the budget must have been huge because each one of them has got maybe six sets and they are used for that one episode and never seen again. Um, so big old budget. But the loveliest thing about it is at the beginning it's got the VT clocks and you can hear Barry Tuck on warm-up duty. Mm. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. So from that... Uh, because of Freddie Yeager, who's in it, you introduced me to... Dennis. De Dennis. Dennis doing his German accent. Good God. It's brilliant. That was, that was special. It really is special. Have That's you watched the episode yet? Not yet. I, I think I may well do tonight. I'm going to. I think you should. That would be a lovely treat. Lovely yes, treat I for these winter so. evenings. Mm. Lovely I think treat. That was lovely, and it was very special seeing Dennis stand up and give the old salute. That was, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That and shot Zeke Heil. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, that was special. But what got me during that <clears throat> was youth, youth the Joyce, mm. sublime. Mm. The timing. I think she's got one line in that whole section, but the delivery and the tone of voice made me do a proper sort of ha laugh. It's yeah. just, she was ace. Oh, fantastic. And oh. also an experience with working with Brian Murphy for mm. like 10 years in the uh, John Littlewood's workshop. Yeah. You know. It's amazing. Like you, like we were saying uh, earlier in the week, the, the people who came out of that. And all went just... into mainstream comedy. That's it. Stephen Lewis, Blake Bob is Grant, there. Yeah. Barbara Windsor, Anna Carroll. Uh, was Harry H. Corbett, was he theatre no. workshop? No. no. I think he did some work with them, but he right. wasn't predominantly that. Okay. Um, he was from Manchester, wasn't he, Harry H? Mm. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they all went into such mainstream comedy. I think, actually, no, he did do more than a little bit with John Littlewood, didn't he? Mm. He was he was part of her company, but he, he sort of left quite early on compared to so, the others. Yeah. He's in Sparrows Can't Sing. Oh, is he? I was about to say, is he in Spurs yeah, Concert? Yeah, but he's only a spit and a cough in it. Right, okay. That's a sublime film. That's a crazy, crazy good film. Written by Stephen Lewis. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, mm. I need to watch this again. I haven't seen Spurs Can't Sing for five, six oh, years. Oh, I watched it about three years ago because they brought it out remastered. I think it's the mm. BFI have done it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm. I, I do... I've got a cheeky copy of it somewhere, but I should give that another go. And it's got Queenie Watts, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, lovely Queenie. Yeah. Oh, Queenie Watts is the the voice on that woman. When you see her, she looks like a dinner lady. <clears throat> she she sounds like Barbara Windsor's nan, but then she opens her mouth to perform. And the, what's lovely, of course, is she was running a, a pub in Docklands as well as appearing and all yeah. this stuff. Astonishing, in it. Take to the stage every night, basically the bar, and do these beautiful jazz performances. That voice that she has when she sings. Is stunning and probably explains why the one album she did is currently going for about six hundred quid on discount. money, yeah. If it's on there, we yeah. need we need a re-release of that. I think. Yes, yes. Uh, the mm. main man in that's James Booth. Mm. He's fantastic at it. Mm. Who you'll it's... know as the maling. Well, you won't know oh. as the malingerer in Zulu. No, I don't. No, you don't know that. But Stanley Baker's Zulu, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's the main, yeah. well, one of the main men with uh, Michael Caine. That's it. No, I have seen it a long, long time ago. Probably Christmas pissed. film. Yes, probably drunk through it. Well, I should watch it in 11 months then. You're give it a go. It's wrecking well, Got to get through all these first. You though. have got to. Start with Barry Lyndon. Really? Yeah. I was because gonna, as soon I'm... as you see Leonard Rossiter mm. doing his 18th century dancing yeah. in uniform as a red coat, oh. you're going to be in. Oh, I, actually, I could do that. Although, I mean, well, obviously, I mean, from the list, I've done, obviously, Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. And I've watched Lolita because uh, James Mason is stunning in that. And Sellers is, a, well, he's a genius, of course. Um, I'm just going to go in via 2001. Why not? With again, yeah. which has got a, a little bit of uh, Leonard, hasn't it? So. Yeah, he's brilliant in that. Yeah. It's I the haircut. It's early haircut Leonard in 2001. It, yeah, because the haircut like the, changes. Um, like a bit of a slick down thing. Yeah, he's got that haircut in uh, Year of the Sex Olympics. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I, I think, think around that... about 1974 he starts combing it back, doesn't he? That's it. Oh yeah, and it's 68, so I think that's the same year as Year of the Sex Olympics. So yeah. Mm. Blu-ray for 20 quid. That's a Blu-ray for 20 quid. We'll go with I'm that. I'm gonna go and get one. So. Is that an Amazon job? Um, no, no. This was from the sex shop. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. no, no about no, 100 no, pounds on Amazon though. Uh, it will be, but you can go online and check where the stock is, you know. And then if you oh, say, I want you? that one, they send it between stores. I didn't oh, know Oh, do that. they? So have a look. It could be there. Have you got anything nice this week? Nothing. Dude? Nothing? Been too busy. Boring. Oh, no. It's a week that's flown. Literally mm. flown. The amount mm. of stuff I've got done is brill. Yeah. But it's just gone nowhere. It's crazy. <coughs> crazy. What have I done this week? I watched a film with Liam Neeson in where they're being hunted by wolves the other night called The Grey. Oh, absolutely not. You see, when Just you say crap. that... crap. It's good. Crap. It, it makes me give up on the idea of film when you say... Oh, don't want to Nearly made me. It's crap. Oh, someone being hunted by wolves. That no, sounds... there's, a, there's like six of them. So it starts off, he's a six killer. Wolves. No, no, no. There's loads of wolves. He's a killer for an oil company or summer up in Alaska. And he's right. shooting wolves. That's how it starts. And it mm. starts off, um, he goes outside, out of the bar, and puts a gun, his rifle in his mouth. He's about to kill himself. And then he hears summer, and he's like, no. Anyway, then they all get on a plane, and he keeps dreaming about his wife or his ex or something like that, and he writes a letter to her. They all get on this plane, which crashes over the Arctic. And there's about God. six survivors off it. And right. then... They have to sort of... This is where his knowledge of wolves comes in handy. Because the next thing, it's like a wolf turns up and eats one of them. And they've survived the plane crash. Then they get eaten. And then he's like sort of, Hey, I know all about wolves. And I sort of know. Anyway, so then they go off on a walk across the Arctic and get chased by wolves. And one by one, they all get eaten. And then at the end, he's sort of facing the alpha wolf. He's in the den. And then it ends. Well, what's the point of that? I know. You want him to kill the alpha wolf and I then don't. find. Uh... <laughs> you want like Liam Neeson to get eaten, don't you? I do. I want Liam Neeson to get eaten by a wolf. That's right. No, we don't find out if that happens. Is You'd that because like they run out of money? Or... I don't know. It's an appalling film. Oh, it sounds dreadful. I mean, because plane crashes are stressful. Yeah, Guns it's very, stressful. very stressful. Oh, absolutely it's not. It's in then. the dark, and in the dark, there's loads of like lights for the wolves' eyes looking at them all. Oh no, absolutely not. I can't think of anything more stressful than being eaten. It's by a two-hour panic attack. Right? Why do people want to watch this? Sort I don't of thing? know. I watched it. 
Did you enjoy it? Partly. Partly, yeah. I don't understand why you would, though. I don't know. I seem to have this... Uh, I think it's because I'm common. Well, I'm not. I'm Well, I'm not poor. But I was brought up poor. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And as the old steptoe man says, you know, you can be poor without being common, and she was common. Absolutely. Right? So because of that, you therefore have an affinity with people being eaten by wolves. No, it's junk, junk films, isn't it? It's like ITV, you know. And we'll be back right after the news to find out if Liam Neeson gets eaten. And, and then they come back Leonard and Parkin. it's just the credits and we don't see it anyway. No, but I watched a lot of crap films growing up because of that. Right. So there's a sort of, what's the word? There's a, you know, a Proustian association with crap. Mm, okay, fair enough. Whereas yeah. in a BBC house, The Sound of Music was on twice a year. Oh, dreadful. Mm. Absolutely dreadful. Even you must think that's dreadful. Oh, singing Nazis don't do it for me, dear. Mm. No. So no, Crossroads no. is almost here then. Oh, I think so. Well, I'm hoping this time next week. It's due out on Monday, a week on Monday. Oh. But I'm hoping maybe maybe I'll get it a few days early. Yeah, 729 episodes. Absolutely box. not. Absolutely, yes. I can't think of anything. I'm score oh, ready for it. How long will that it. take to watch? <clears throat> a couple, two weeks, maybe. I reckon I could get through it. But maybe a year. 364 and, three and a half hours. Yes. Is that right? No, well, no, no, because no, they're only 20 minutes each. Oh, well, I can't hour. do the maths on that. No, no, it's three an hour. Three hundred, no. uh, three hundred hours. About that, yeah. Three hundred hours of Ronnie Allen. Oh, three hours a day, doable. Yeah, doable. More than doable. Three and a half months. There we go. I'm up for the challenge. Wow. Oh, I could do that. It's nine episodes a day. Oh, that's easy. I piss nine episodes of Crossroads before I get up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you're going to put half three, won't you? I will. I'll and come into there. work like Ronnie. Oh, yes. imagine that. Oh, I can't bloody. I, I've seen it so often, I don't need to. Oh, it's Ronnie. It's Ronnie that causes this problem. It's him. It's bloody Ronnie. Ronnie. That's the problem. Good old Ronnie. Well, wonderful Ronnie. Yes. So, yeah, I shall spend the week looking at the network site and refreshing it. Where is it? That's all I'm going to be doing all week. What's the place that sends them out sooner remember the season two box set people were saying such a body sent them out already oh no this is straight from network this is ah, a network release right. for some reason it's not being released in the shops i think because it'd be too popular and it would cause a riot amongst the hoi polloi mm. that's what it is it's got to be that mm, i wonder maybe that's it we're being saved from ourselves aren't we I think so, yes, ah, absolutely. Otherwise, yes. you'd all be out there getting 729 episodes of Crossroads. and It's not for everyone. Well, it'd it's be not... like the secret of alchemy. We, we'd all know it. Exactly. We? Oh, yes. We don't yes. want that. No, absolutely no, no, no. Not. Knowledge such as that's got to be rationed. Mm. Mm. And only issue to the, uh, the privileged few. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Yes. Yeah. By the way, your bookcase, the way they meet yeah. like that, Mm. Ooh, you, you're missing out on say I'm guessing there's a cavity there where they meet where you could be storing other things well there is with the, with, there's a light sticking out of it at the moment you see yeah I know anyway. so so there's that um, but, you no know, but if you that... didn't have the two sides on each bookcase yeah right you could it could go all the way back there and you could have a little figure in the recess couldn't you all the way down oh god I could mm. Oh, that's a thought. Although I'd have to get the man back. You would have to get it. the man back. I mean, oh, 
I did some DIY this week. Hey, what did you do? I did, well, I mean, I say DIY. I, let's be more specific. Basically, um, I, I woke up and the sink in the kitchen had backed up and was full of water. Mm. Right? So I took the plug out and it wouldn't go anywhere. Ooh, right, okay. So I tried jabbing it with a with a fork and that didn't yeah. do anything i assumed that would solve the blockage but it didn't no. so in the end of the world okay we'll sort this out then so i got under the sink and i looked at the piping and i thought right okay we'll deal with this and i took some pipe out and it yeah. didn't do anything nothing so i took more pipe out and it did absolutely nothing and then i took another pipe out and at that moment just as a small amount of water came out i thought Shit, I took the plug out, didn't I? And at that moment, I was met by a tsunami of water. Absolutely covered me. Dirty Fantastic. water. Unbelievable. Richard but O'Sullivan the, moment. It really was. Yeah. I, and I was just just stood there, just accepting it in a way. I think I actually looked to camera three. I genuinely did look to mm, camera three. Yes. did a proper <sighs> moment. Yes. But, Saturday uh, night I, for an old married lady. It was like, oh, this again. Absolutely, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, Betty would have loved it. But, yes. Uh, yeah, there we go. I managed to sort it out and, and cleared the pipe and put it back on. All's well. I and felt did you feel very... the spring in your step? And did you feel yourself grow after the uh, the the task was mastered? Absolutely not. No, because Ooh. then I I had a shower, but I still stank of old food. It, it was disgusting. I was infuriated. Should have got a man in. No. Why? No. Because Why? you 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 prove to yourself how competent you are. You don't need a malk. I wasn't that competent. Things. I was literally at the sink, basically vomited on me. It was horrific. next time it happens, though. You won't I do will, that. I will probably take the plug out again. It's like with the door. Next time I have to rehang the door, I'll be going. Which one do Bottom I put in for? first? Yeah, you say that, and when then you I'll take think. It down. Right. What about top inch first when you put it back up? Ah, you see, this is where it gets complicated. Why can't it be the same for both? Bottom first? That's all you need to remember. <laughs> okay, bottom first. <laughs> bottom first, dear. Um, bottom first, dear. And on that note... Yes. <laughs> we would like to wish each and every one of you at home a wonderful week. And mm. until the next time. A goodbye. Bye-bye. Bottom first. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Nice things.